behind every individual who is struggling with their relationship with food, there is a loved one who is growing concerned. Concerned about why their mood has changed. They seem to have so many more mood swings lately. Worried about the snacks that are disappearing from the fridge and then the emergence of empty wrappers in drawers down the side of the couch and under the bed. Should you say something? Should you pretend that you don't notice? Should you agree to their suggestion of getting a takeaway for dinner tonight, even though afterwards they always tell you that you shouldn't have let them do it and don't let them order a takeaway again? Supporting a loved one through any disordered eating and definitely binge eating is confusing. This six-part podcast series is dedicated to supporting you, loved ones of those who binge eat. Week by week, I'll be taking you through suggestions for what to say, what not to say, and practical steps to be helpful when navigating food in your relationship with this loved one. Whether that be your spouse, your sibling, your parent, your child, housemate, or friend, you will be there as they recover from binge eating and rediscover a better relationship with food. And hey, if this is your first time listening, you are very welcome. My name is Joe Muscalu. I am a registered dietitian. I'm from Ireland, currently living in Boston, USA. I specialize in helping those who are struggling with a challenging relationship with food and who identify as being binge eaters, eating a large amount of food in a short space of time with that feeling of loss of control or like they can't stop. I specialize in helping those people regain a healthy relationship with food to overcome their foodie concerns and to live a life that is not dictated by disordered eating behavior or by food itself. If you are somebody who is struggling with binge eating and you would like to work with me privately, then please don't hesitate. There is a link in the show notes where you can book a free 15-minute no-obligation introduction And you can tell me your story, how you are being affected by binge eating, and I can tell you how I will help you to get on your way to a better relationship with food. And as I say in every episode, please don't take any healthcare advice from a podcast. This is just for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not a substitute for one-to-one professional support. And if you are listening to this as a loved one and you don't know much about eating disorders, please keep in mind that this is geared towards somebody who is struggling with binge eating primarily. Eating disorders are a spectrum and some of the behaviors are seen across lots of diagnoses. But please just take care when interpreting this if your loved one is struggling with an eating disorder that resembles a restrictive eating disorder such as anorexia nervosa. And one more thing, please take extra precaution if you are concerned about a child. I would always recommend seeking support from your GP And that goes especially for if your loved one is a minor. So please keep that in mind. All right, so back to supporting a loved one with binge eating. To get this series kicked off, we're going to be starting by taking the focus off your loved one who is struggling with binge eating and placing the focus solely on you. As the person who wants to help their loved one through binge eating, we are going to be putting the spotlight on you for this 
episode. And in particular, we're going to be talking about you and your beliefs. You and your beliefs around eating disorders, binge eating, food, weight, and shape. We all have different beliefs about these things. We all have different beliefs about what it is to be good or bad with food, to have a healthy or an unhealthy diet. And we all have beliefs about what a healthy body looks like. But here's the thing, and this might be hard to hear, but your beliefs about what it is to be healthy with food or to have a healthy diet or a healthy body, I need you to put those beliefs to one side while you are supporting somebody through binge eating. I really need you to forget what you believe to be true about food and nutrition, health and weight. And hey, hands up here, I know that this is not easy. But remember, you are listening today because you want to help your loved one, right? You want to do what's best for them. I'm going to chat through three beliefs that I want you to consider putting to one side, or maybe you could start to get your head around even changing some of these beliefs. And I'll explain why and how you can do that. Firstly, I know that you believe that your loved one can simply just stop eating the food. You have probably said things to them like, if you just don't buy it, then you can't eat it. Or if you just cut out the rubbish, then you will lose weight. It's easy. The thing is, and I really need you to remember this, binge eating does not work like that. Your loved one doesn't want to binge. Believe me, it's the last thing that they want to do. They would do anything to feel in control around food. They would do anything to be able to stop, but they can't. And that's why binge eating is an eating disorder behavior. They can't control it. So when you say, just cut back or just stop eating the food, it is truly maddening. And hey, I don't blame you for saying these things. It makes sense on a logical basis, right? If they just stop eating all of the quote-unquote rubbish, then they will quickly lose weight and as a result have a better relationship with food. It's just not like that. And the thing is, I don't blame you for thinking like that because you are immersed in diet culture too, whether you recognize it or not. You have also received messages from the media, social media, friends and family, work colleagues, that losing weight is so easy, that if you just follow a slimming club for eight weeks or you start intermittent fasting, then you'll be eating healthier foods and your weight will change. Surely it's just as simple as cutting back on food and moving your body more. I need you to remember that that message is incredibly damaging. There are some people who have spent their entire adult lives searching for weight loss. And I really genuinely mean that. They start a new diet sometimes every single day. And especially come every Monday or come the first of the month. Maybe your loved one that you're trying to support always says that, oh, I should cut back. Oh, I need to be good next week. I need to shift these few pounds before that wedding. And maybe if you just take a step back and really pay attention to it, you notice that they say these things maybe every day. 
probably every week. If it was that easy to just stop eating food, then they would have done it. You might believe that they're not motivated or they don't have the willpower, but come on, that's just not true. You know that they are incredibly dedicated and passionate about other aspects of their life. If they wanted to achieve weight loss so easily and stop binge eating so easily, they would have done it. So what can you do to support your loved one? Well, as much as you can, and I really mean this, so listen up. Resist the temptation to offer advice on how you think they should eat. Please never say, are you going to eat that? Or, oh, another trip to the fridge? Or, wow, how many of them have you eaten today? Your loved one doesn't need to hear this. They don't need to hear your top tips to eat healthier or to lose weight. I promise you, and I could bet my house on this, they have heard it all before, a million times. They hear it and they see it everywhere, at work, at the school gates, at the gym, every time they open their Instagram or Twitter account, they are bombarded with messages and images of how seemingly easy it is to stop binge eating and to lose weight. They don't need to hear this from you too. They love you. Whatever relationship you have with this person, they care about you a lot and you care about them. So to do the best for them, please be a safe space away from any diet chat or weight chat or even conversation that on some level you think is helpful. You know, saying things like, oh, why don't we start something together? Why don't we try to eat healthy during the week and on the weekend we can really enjoy ourselves? I know that your heart is in the right place and you're only trying your best, but as much as possible, try and pull back from any chat about dieting, weight loss, trying to be good, trying to eat healthier, And instead, let your loved one enjoy all foods without any kind of judgment. Secondly, another belief that I want you to put to one side is that you have all the answers about how they should do this. I need you to stop flaunting your own successes with eating healthier or losing weight or being successful with some other diet plan. Whether it's low-carb, macro counting, intermittent fasting, or maybe you've just cut out all takeaways and chocolate. I would like you to stop flaunting it in their faces. Stop being so smug about how you just really love to eat plain chicken, broccoli and rice because it's making your loved one feel guilty and bad about themselves because they aren't eating to any plan right now. And remember, that's not because they don't want to, it's because they can't. And really, there's no shade here. If you've listened to my podcast before, you'll know that one of my mantras is that what works for you works for you. And once you are happy, I am happy. So if you genuinely do like eating plain chicken, plain rice and broccoli, then I am delighted for you. But the thing is, we are here for your loved one, right? And Rubbing that in their faces that it's so easy for you to do this is just not helping their situation. 
Could I even make a suggestion? And this is particularly relevant if you live with the loved one that you are trying to support. Could you get your head around relaxing your own diet rules while you are supporting your loved one through this journey? Maybe on some level, you know that it's not sustainable to be practicing intermittent fasting or not eating any carbohydrates. And maybe this is planting a seed in your head that maybe this is a good time for you to come off your diet as well and for you to develop a better relationship with food. You know, I come across this again and again, that loved ones of people who binge eat are incredibly smug about how they can eat in such a controlled way and that they have a set amount of calories or a set amount of macronutrients that they eat to and they never deviate from it. But once you delve deeper, the reason why they love talking about it and are so confident about it is because, well, you've become a little bit obsessed with it and obsession isn't going to last forever. So if you have any doubt in your mind that the way that you're eating might not be sustainable for the long term. And remember, if you can't eat like this forever, then I ask you, what is the point in eating like this now? So this might be a good time for you to rethink your diet and relax your own diet rules. And aside from that being a positive thing for you, you are really going to help to support your loved one by doing that. As I mentioned already, Your loved one needs to know that they can eat whatever they want without any judgment from you. It is killing them that every time they go to the fridge to get another chocolate biscuit, and yes, I do keep my chocolate biscuits in the fridge because it is very hot here in Boston in the summer. Um, You can't have those melting. So every time that they go to get another biscuit, they can see your eyes glaring at them. Even if you're doing your best to not notice and you're trying not to comment, they still feel that judgment. And this is what leads to secret eating because they feel like they are judged by an outside person when they do it in front of them. So instead, they will save this opportunity for when they are alone. Your loved one will feel more appreciative than anything if they don't feel judged by you for their food choices. So if you've ever thought about relaxing your diet and maybe starting to learn a little bit about food freedom and food neutrality yourself, this could be a good time. And lastly, the final belief that I want you to challenge is I want you to look at what you believe about eating disorders. Eating disorders does not just mean anorexia nervosa. Eating disorders don't just affect women and girls and they don't automatically result in living in a very thin underweight body. That is the stereotype. Eating disorders are so much more than that. They are rampant in our society and binge eating disorder is the most common and it's the hardest to detect. Not everybody who struggles with binge eating or with a poor relationship with food has a diagnosable eating disorder. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that they don't have a problem. It doesn't mean that they're not deserving of help. It just means that they don't fit into the diagnostic criteria of particular disorders. If you're interested in learning more about that, I would really recommend that you go back to the first five episodes of this podcast, because in there, I put in 
all of the information that we have about what binge eating is and how it relates to eating disorders. I know that you are interested in learning more about this stuff because you wouldn't be listening to me if you weren't. So thank you for that. And on behalf of your loved one, thank you for taking an interest in this. You know, there is a lot of things that you, quote unquote, should say or shouldn't say to somebody with an eating disorder. And we will talk about that as the series progresses. But what I think is more important than anything is that you show understanding and you show empathy. And it's not about having all of the right answers or knowing exactly what to say. It's going to mean so much to them that you acknowledge that this stuff is confusing. Eating disorders and binge eating in today's world are confusing and tricky to navigate. And they will love you so much for being on their side. Your understanding is a game changer. So I'm going to place a resource in the show notes. It's from the Eating Disorder Charity in the UK, Beat. It's all about eating disorders and how you can support somebody as a loved one. Just to go back over those beliefs again, the first belief that I'd like you to address is the belief that they just need to stop eating the food. They just need to cut back. They just need to buy less and their problems will be solved. It is not that simple. The second belief is that you have it all sorted and you have the answers to what a healthy diet is and a healthy relationship with food is. Again, not helpful. I would really like you to challenge that belief that you know what you're talking about. And thirdly, I need you to change your beliefs about eating disorders and binge eating. Read more, listen to more podcasts and just be open that this is a disorder And it's not something that can be easily fixed with another diet. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode in this series. There's going to be six episodes all together. If you enjoyed it, I would love to get your feedback, whether you're somebody who's struggling with binge eating yourself or you are a loved one. If you found it helpful in any way, please do let me know. I really value all of your feedback. You can email me joe at antidietanswers.com or send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at binge.eating.dietitian. All right, I will see you in the next episode. Until then, take care of yourself. Mm -hmm.